Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, January 21st. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, It's going to be a beautiful one and hope you are uh, ready to step in and engage a a wonderful day. Uh, There is so much happening in the world around us. I know my life is really full this weekend with a lot going on. And um, as I think about that, I think about all that's kind of spinning in our world. And um, I'm drawn to the idea that there needs to be some basic principles that become the way that I live, that we live as the the people of God, that are just kind of our go-to. And I I think back to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter is such a beautiful letter and uh, one that uh, really hits me at this point in history, at at this time in our existence. Let me just read for you the very beginning as Peter writes. He says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in, and then he lists a bunch of different places, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. What I love about that is the phrase, elect exiles, elect exiles of the dispersion. There's this sense that Peter's writing to those who recognize that they are not fully citizens in the place that they are citizens in, that they um, are living in a place that is not fully theirs. And I, I just think that's such a helpful reminder to me and to us as we journey through this life that um, this is not our final resting place. This is, uh, as, as has been said through the scriptures and through the ages, we are sojourners who are journeying through but this is not our true home. And Peter keeps our eyes there. And um, th- there's a ton in First Peter. We did a series on First Peter back in early 2017 that was really, uh, at least to me, a very helpful study. I, I obviously can't go back through all of that, um, at least at this stage. Maybe we'll do that at some point. But um, uh, th- there's a couple things that in the first couple chapters really hit me and just two that I want to bring out this morning. Um, The first one is this, that we are people who have eyes that are fixed on the return of Jesus. As you read through what Peter's saying, he's constantly bringing us back to uh, the the resurrection of Christ. Uh, He says in verse 4 that we are getting an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Um, And that comes from the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Um, And then he talks about our current status, but then he says in verse eight, though you've not seen him, you love him, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And this comes from the end of verse seven, the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, He says, verse 13, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's this, this repeated kind of drumbeat that says, 
anticipate, look forward, not to some political event that's ahead of you, not to some hope where uh, the virus stops and there's enough vaccination that we can start to live normal life. Uh, Don't look forward to restrictions being lifted. Don't look forward to being able to go on vacation or to complete a project. Look forward bigger. Keep your eyes up and remember that Jesus is coming again, that there will be a moment where all that is wrong will be set right, and that as that happens, that's where our real hope lies. And so don't be satisfied to look ahead to the things of this world alone, but instead look ahead to eternity. Keep our eyes up. So the first thing Peter says is that we need to be people who are looking to the return of Jesus. And then as he transitions to chapter two, there's this way of living that he calls us to that um, just feels to me very refreshing. Let me just read for you, starting in verse 11 of first Peter chapter two, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Peter just really simply says, do good. Live in a way that is um, quiet and humble and uh, reflects the goodness of God. Do good things. Do the things that he's placed you on earth to do. Um, Don't be distracted by the the passions of the flesh. Keep your conduct honorable. In fact, he says there's going to be people who speak against you simply because you're a follower of Jesus. You're going to be talked down upon because of that. Don't worry about it. Just continue to love people as Jesus loves you. And um, when they speak against you as evildoers, May they see your good deeds. I I love, he he goes on to say, um, don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but live as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Before that, he says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to the emperor or to the governors, um, that that as we are uh, the followers of Jesus, we are, this is verse 15, for this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. What Peter's saying is that our good deeds should be the thing that mark us. We need to be people as the church who have eyes that are fixed on the horizon, knowing Jesus will come again, and lives that are marked by good deeds, by living as he would call us to live. And so I want to invite us into that, to reorient our lives. Uh, I don't think those are new things for us. We just spent the entire Advent season thinking about the return of Jesus. But I know for me, I can get distracted by looking toward other kinds of things and not being focused on his return. It's a regular reminder for me that I need to be waiting and ready And then just to live simply, to live good, honorable lives, to not be caught up in the stuff of the world around us, to not be distracted by all that's happening in the world, but rather recognizing that this world is not fully our home. That's why our eyes are fixed on his return. Our king will come again. 
we just love people. We do good. We, uh, we live simple and honorable lives that point to the goodness of Jesus. And so that's our call. That's what we're invited into today and every day, that we would be elect exiles, those who have been chosen by God, who await his return, and now live in a country that is not fully our own. We are sojourners who are uh, here for a while, but we will one day live fully in the kingdom of the king who will return. And so friends, keep your eyes fixed on him and keep doing simple good things. That's the message that's resounding in my heart this morning. Love well. Do simple good things that point to the glory of Jesus. May that be the defining mark of your life today. I pray that the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus would rest upon you by his spirit, dwell deeply within you, transforming you, and flow from you in word and in simple good deed for his glory. Amen. Have a great day. Look forward to being back with you one more time tomorrow.